Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. First Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all of our fathers were under the cloud. He's talking about the early church, actually Old Testament church. He said, I want you to be aware of some stuff. I believe ignorance is killing us. And if we don't understand something, the devil will kill us with it. So Paul said, man, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to understand some things. He said that all of our fathers were under the cloud. Talking about coming across the wilderness, cloud by day, fire by night. All of them passed through the Red Sea. All were baptized uh, unto Moses in the cloud and the sea. Verse number three. And all of them did eat the same spiritual food. They all drank the same spiritual drink. They all drank of a spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Jesus Christ himself. Are you listening to me? Amen. Uh, look at your neighbor and tell them we're all eating the same food. We're all in the same presence. Are you following me? All of us are in the same building. We're all in the same kingdom. However, verse number five. With many of them, God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Somebody shout, be careful. Come on now, are you with me? Be careful. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust or desire after the forbidden things as they also lusted. Verse number 11. Now these things, I don't know if I gave you that, Josh. Now these things happened unto them by way of example. Paul said, I need you to use these people as an example because we ain't no different from them. Uh, these things happened to them by way of example and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages are come. Wherefore, listen to me, let him that... Let him that standeth, I think something's missing on my Bible. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Did y'all hear what I said? Let him that standeth take heed lest he fall. Somebody tell your neighbor, you got to be careful. The Bible says, walk circumspectly. In other words, walk carefully. Watch where you put in your foot. Amen. You got to watch where you put in your foot because the devil's got traps set out there. Can I get a witness? And he said, you ain't no different from all of them. Baptized in the same baptism. Drank from the same well. I know you're all spiritual and you're really strong. And I know you got it all together, but you better be careful. Oh, my God, if you don't take anything else from your pastor, you better take this today. Don't you get to thinking you're untouchable. You can be seated. I'll just preach right here. Don't, don't, don't think you're invincible without the presence of God. You're, you're not strong enough not to pray. 
Oh, my, we just going to work. You're, you're not. You're not. Oh, I know. You're speaking in tongues and Kool-Aid's running out of your faucets and honey's dripping out of your cabinets right now. But let me tell you what. You ain't strong enough. You ain't spiritual enough to skip that Bible study. You, you, you ain't strong enough to be laying out. You ain't near strong enough because the devil is a shrewd operator. And if he can get you to drift out too far, it says many of them were overthrown in the wilderness. Okay, turn with me now to the book of Numbers. Now, this is a long passage of scriptures, but I really feel like I need to read it again. I read it last week, and it's on the cities of refuge. I told you last week, and for the sake of some that weren't here last week, uh, <coughs> In the Old Testament, if you killed somebody, the law said, uh, in other words, if I killed your wife, Scott, the law said, I, the avenger, uh, uh, or you, the avenger, had the right to kill mine or to kill me. That was the law. If you kill somebody, the avenger of the first of the, uh, the kinfolk get to kill you or they have to kill you. It's the law. But even in the midst of the law, God showed grace in the Old Testament with cities of refuge. All right, follow me. We're going to read through it fast. Uh, Numbers 35, we're going to begin in verse number 9. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come over Jordan into the land of Canaan, you shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge, a city you can run to for safety. For the slayer may flee, flee there who kills any person unaware. Unaware means inadvertently, unintentionally, not premeditated. I mean, we just got into it. You pushed my buttons too far. I'm really not a murderer, but you just so got on. I didn't intend to kill I didn't want to kill you, but I lashed out and it happened. Doesn't matter. You're dead. I done it. So God says, I'm going to create a city of refuge. If you can get to this city, you're going to be saved. Verse number 12. And they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. And of these cities which you shall give, six cities are going to be cities of refuge. You shall give three cities on this side of Jordan. Three cities shall you give in the land of Canaan which shall be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be a refuge both for the children of Israel, for the stranger, for the sojourner among them, and everyone that kills any person unaware can flee to the city. Now if he smites him with an instrument of iron so that he die, he's a murderer, and the murderer shall be put to death. If he smite him with throwing a stone wherewith he die, and he dies, he is a murderer, and the murderer shall be put to death. In other words, when he threw the stone, he threw it, he waited, he said, I'm going to kill him. Murder was in his heart. He fulfilled the intentions of his heart. He died. He said, that man is a murderer. Verse number 19. The, the revenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer. When he meets him, he shall slay him. If he thrust him out of hatred or hurls at him by laying of weight, that he die. Or in enmity, if he smites him with his hand and he dies, if he, uh, uh, he that smote him shall surely be put to death. For he is a murderer. The revenger of blood shall slay the murderer when he meets him. 22. But if he thrust him suddenly 
without enmity. Or if he cast something at him without laying in wait. Once again, if, he, if it happened so uh, spontaneous that it wasn't in his heart, he said that man's not a murderer in his heart. He, he, he did the crime, but he's not a murderer at heart. So if he can make it to the city, he's safe. We preached it last week. It's so hard not to preach it this week. Amen. Did anybody in here intend to be a sinner? Huh? Did, did, did you intend to get addicted to drugs? Did, did you intend to be addicted to pornography? Did you, y'all can't say nothing this morning, can you? Did you intend to be so rude? Did you intend to have such a ugly disposition? Did, is that what you planned? Did you plan that? Did you stand in the seventh grade? Amen. Before your class and say, I want to grow up to be rude. I, I want to grow up to be an addict. I want to grow up to be a drunk. I want, to, I want to grow up to be so addicted to pornography that it wrecks my marriage. Is there any real people in this building? No, you didn't intend to. And the grace of God is manifested in the Old Testament saying things happen. Not because you planned it. Not because you wanted it. Amen. But because there is an enemy that traps you sometimes. But God said, amen, I got a way and out for you. I got a way out for you, and it's in the city. And if you make it to the city, I'm going to be your safety. Verse number 30, uh, 23, And are, are with any stone wherewith a man may die, seeing him not, cast it upon him that he die. And, there, and he was not his enemy, and he didn't really seek his harm. Then the congregation shall judge between the slayer, and the revenger of the blood according to these judgments. Oh God, I just so tempted to re-preach last week. Amen. In other words, you got to be careful who you judge. Because you'll judge them by their actions and you can't see their heart. And the reason you're judging them by their actions is because you've never dealt with the same problem they've dealt with. Oh, y'all ain't going to even help me on that. Amen. I'm not condoning dysfunctional behavior. But we would be a lot less judgmental if we could see a man's heart over his actions. Ain't you glad God can see your heart over your actions? Can I get a witness? Uh, 25, the congregation shall deliver the slayer out of the hand of the revenger of blood and the congregation will restore him to the city of his refuge whether he has fled. Here it is. And, and he shall abide in the city to the death of the high priest which was anointed with holy oil. I need somebody to repeat after me. You're only safe in the presence of the priest. Not just any priest, the anointed priest. Amen? The anointed priest. The Bible says Jesus is our high priest. And you're only safe in the presence of the anointed priest. You're no match for the devil when you drift away from the priest. But if the slayer shall at any time Hear me now, stay with me, I know it's a lot of scripture. But if the slayer shall at any time come without 
the border of the city of the refuge, whether he has fled. And the revenger of blood find him without the city limits of his refuge. And the revenger of blood, uh, of blood kill the slayer. He shall not be guilty of blood. Because he should have remained in the city of refuge. Somebody tell your neighbor, you should have stayed close. Tell your neighbor, you better stay close. Because, Scott, you with your anointed, prophetic, musically inclined, singing voice, you ain't nothing. Are you following me? Huh? Your, your scripture quoting thing, you, you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. The only thing that keeps us safe is who we standing by. I'm going to help myself. It's the anointed priest I'm standing by. That's who the avenger's scared of. As long as I'm standing by him, I can say, ah, you can't get me. Uh, you can't touch me. That's why, that's why you, you, you can't just go to church. You got to go to an anointed church. Oh, somebody help me. Amen. Tell, I, I believe in crowd participation. Tell your neighbor, don't go to dead church. Don't go to dead church, amen. Uh, not only do you need a priest, you got to have an anointed priest, amen. You, you got to have an anointed house to go to. You got to have an anointed preacher to preach to you. You got to have an anointed teacher to teach to you, amen. Don't settle for dead church. He should have remained in the city until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the slayer can return to the land of his possession. Now we preached all that last week. I want to go deeper today in the book of James chapter number one. Follow me with those scriptures and we'll work them on the screen. I'm going to help somebody right here. James chapter number one, verse number 13. Let no man say when he is tempted... I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. I need you to get that before I move on. Amen. When you're being tempted by sin, God don't have nothing to do with it. Amen. Don't blame it on God. God said, I can't tempt you with evil. We done been preaching how he'll put us to the test. And he tries our faith. But he never tempts a man with evil. If you're being tempted with evil, you know it's the work of the devil. Verse number 14. But every man is tempted when he is. Huh? Somebody tell you that you should have stayed close. You should have stayed close. You better stay close. Why? Because you're an offender. And you got a record. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Jennifer. I ain't going to bother you today. You got a record. You got a past. Amen. I said, you got a past. And this Bible says, every man is tempted when he is drawn away. From that anointed priest, 
Amen. But what really gets me is what draws him away? You mean me and my saved, sanctified self have got something in me that looks like my past. Oh, I told you it's going to be PG-13 today. We're just going to tell it like it is. You can't tell this stuff to just anybody. You, you won't say it and won't admit it, but I'm about to preach it. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust. And that word lust there simply means desire or passion for the unprofitable or the unproductive. <coughs> Come on now. Desire. Let's, let's get rid of lust and use the word desire. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away. Amen. When he is pulled away from that safe place, pulled away from that close place with God. Amen. He's pulled away by his own lust. Amen. His own, not mine. The devil can't use my natural propensities against you because they won't work. Are you listening? They, they're mine. They're not yours. And mine was created from my past. Let me get over here and try to help somebody that'll be real. Mine, mine comes from relationships I had before I got saved. Yeah, that both sides. My, my old desires was born and birthed by things I attached myself to. Oh, somebody better pray for me because I'm after something right now. Amen. There, there are things I got involved in. Things I didn't intend to get involved in, but I got involved in them. I exposed my testimony last week. I was a drunk, amen. I didn't intend to be a drunk, but I become a drunk, amen. And I become one with it. And it was my life and it's who I was, amen. Are you, are, are you following me? Come on now, amen. So when the Bible says every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own, that's why you, to be, you, you gotta be careful that you don't judge that alcoholic. Oh my God. You, you gotta be careful that you don't judge that uh, uh, drug addict or that porn addict or, or that individual, amen. You got to be careful you don't judge them because uh, the only reason you judge them is you ain't never had a problem in that area. But what's your problem? Oh, somebody help me right now. What, what, what's yours? Huh? It's like them three preachers was out on the boat fishing. And they said, you know, we're out here and they can't nobody hears, so we're gonna to confess to one another. And we're gonna we're gonna confess to one another, we're gonna pray. He asked first pastor said, Well, I'm I'm gonna start this thing. What's your problem? He said, I commit adultery. Nobody knows it, but I commit adultery, and that's my weakness, and I just can't stop. He asked the second preacher, okay, what's your problem? He said, I'm I'm just a thief. I just steal stuff. I can't help it, I just steal it. And I can't help myself. I do it. I say I'm not never going to do it again, but I just keep doing it. He asked the third one. He's still, he's sitting over quiet. They said, what's your problem? He said, I'm a gossiper. <laughs> uh, is anybody listening to me? Uh, I just can't help it. I tell everything I hear. Uh, I, I don't know. You got to be careful when you start judging people because their desire is not what your hang up was. 
I'm going to tell the truth today, whether you like it or not. Amen. Uh, and you'll condemn somebody. Amen. But all the while, the devil says, I got your number, big boy. And I wouldn't even come to you with pornography. I wouldn't even come to you, amen, with a drug. Amen. But I'm going to come to you with what you used to own. I'm going to come to you with what used to plague you, what you, what you was one with. Oh, oh, I know you're saved now. Amen. And the only reason you're not involved in it is because you're standing by the anointed one. Amen. The only reason it ain't ruling you no more, it's not because of who you are, it's because of whose you are, and you're staying by the anointed priest. And while you're there, you're safe. So the devil said, I can't do nothing with you until I draw you. Amen. I, I, can't, I can't just march into the presence. God Almighty, this is good news. I can't just march into the presence of God like I used to march into your life and drag you down uh, uh, into the slime pit of your addiction because now you're in the city of refuge. Now you're in salvation. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, the devil said, God, uh, I'm going to make Job curse you to your faith. And God said, give it at your best shot. He said, I can't. I can't get to him. He's too close to you. Is anybody in this place? I can't get to him. There's a hedge built around about it. Somebody say, stay close. Stay close. You better take heed. You hear me? I ain't drunk a beer in, what, a hundred years? I ain't drunk a beer in a hundred years. You hear me? Or I've been saved. How long have I been saved? 30 years? I hadn't touched it since. Amen. You couldn't pour one down my neck. Amen. Amen. But God took me on a little journey one time. And for two weeks, I was too busy to pray. For two weeks, I was too busy to study. Anybody ever get too busy to pray and study? Two weeks now, two weeks, 14 days, amen, preaching the gospel every Sunday, pastoring a great church, amen. And in 14 days, amen, without the presence of the king, amen, Satan was drawing me out. He was drawing, somebody better hear this preacher this morning. You ain't got time to pray today. You got to get up. You got to go. You ain't got time to study today. Well, I'm good. I'm a Holy Ghost anointed preacher. I'm good. 14 days, amen. All of a sudden, temptation came in. Every man is tempted when? When he is drawn away from that close place with God. And all of a sudden, I could have sucked the bottom out of a beer. I wish somebody just get real and wave at me. I wish somebody wave. Don't leave me out here by myself. Lord, I knew this wasn't going to go. Come on, wave at me. Amen. And if you're not careful, you'll think, oh my God, that must be who I am. <laughs> I'm after the devil today. Oh my God, I must be still a drunk. I must be still a drunk. Amen. But I didn't have problem with the drink as long as I was close to the priest. It didn't have problems uh, until the devil started using time. Fluky, we talked about, he started using jobs. He starts using stuff to get me out further enough uh, so temptation could come in. Amen. But God spoke to me one day and said, are you kidding me? That, 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 that. I'll spit it out in a minute. That desire does not identify you. 
It just reminds you of who you was and what God delivered you of. So can I help somebody right now? So instead of letting that old desire bring condemnation, it brought a praise in my heart. I'm not who I, I'm finna shout all by myself. I'm not who I used to be. And it's a little red flag. Oh God, I got to get back. I better get back. I better get back. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away from his own. I just need y'all to help me preach out there for a minute, okay? I ain't got the guts to tell them, but I need you to look at your neighbor and tell them. Look them right now, right now, and tell them. Yeah, it's in there. Uh-huh, go ahead, tell them. Tell them. Say it loud like a preacher. It's in there. You got to spit. You got to spit a little bit. It's in there. It's in there. Fluky, it's in you. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. See this little lady right here? This always so perfect. Everything always matches. Ear, look, earrings, necklace. Everything's perfect. Always perfect. She's so proper. She walks like this. Amen. I got news for you. It's in there. <laughs> it's in there, Sister Helen. It's in there. Amen. Are you listening to me? I thought the old man was dead. You better believe he's dead. As long as you're living in the resurrected presence of a resurrected God. But the further, somebody ought to help me preach. The further you get from the priest, he starts coming alive. Who am I helping in this place? You ain't lost. You're just getting too far. You just drifted. See, some of you live in constant temptation because you live so far from Christ. Somebody write that down. You don't even know what it means to live in a place to where I'm not struggling all the time. I'm not fighting all the time. There is a place by the priest that the blood covers me. Somebody ought to shout in this place. I ain't got to fight this thing forever. Matter of fact, I don't have to fight it at all till I get too far. Because the devil's standing out there saying, I can't lie to you in there. I can't deceive you in there. I can't manipulate you in there. So I got to get you pulled out here where I can work with you. Because when you're hanging out with that dude, Lord, I didn't mean that disrespectful. (laughs) When you're hanging out with a priest, can't do nothing with you. God Almighty says, good. I can't do nothing with you. So some of you have been questioning whether you were delivered or not. I'm going to help you. Did I even get delivered? Or am I just a runaway slave? Am I just running from a slave master? He's on my trail. Oh God, I'm going to preach that sermon. Oh no, no. The devil is a liar. Look at this. I want to show you something. Every man is tempted when he was drawn away of his own lust, put me back up there, Josh. His own lust, his own desire, and what? Enticed. Enticed, enticed means trapped, misled, or beguiled. Remember what Eve told God when he said, What did you do? It was that snake. He beguiled me. I didn't intend. She said, I didn't intend to give up eating. You didn't intend to give up your peace. 
You didn't intend to give up your joy. You didn't intend. No, sir. It took a shrewd operator. You hear me? To pull you out of the presence of God. He said, he said, God, did God say you can't eat it? He said, the problem is God knows when you do, you're going to become like him. In other words, she said, he's, he told her, God's holding out on you. He got her so far out there that she began to question the character of God. Hmm? Can anybody just wave? Has the devil ever got you to question the character of God? Thank you. If he hadn't, you ain't never been through nothing. Oh, I'm just going to be real. You ain't never been through enough hell yet. Yeah, you, you've had it too good all your life. I want to talk to somebody who's been through enough hell that the devil would start enticing you to question the nature of God. He ain't got my best interest in hand. Oh, God, I got so much to give you. He said, every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust, and then he's trapped. No wonder he said, let every man take heed that stands, lest he fall. Because the devil will draw you out there, and he'll mislead you, and he'll guide you, uh, he'll, he'll beguile you, and then he traps you. He traps you. And see, I think a lot of people get get uh, discouraged and the devil uses against us because, Scott, I don't think we understand what freedom really is. Can I, can I be real and help somebody? A lot of us don't really understand what freedom is. Amen. Listen, you got to understand what freedom looks like. It's not, catch this now, you better write it down. It's not necessarily the absence of unprofitable desire but rather it is the power to decide. Oh my God. See, you don't know what freedom looks like. Freedom is not the absence of unprofitable desire that arise up in Because every now and then an error gets over the fence. Oh, y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Every now and then the enemy will get an error over the fence that stabs you. With a thought, a smell, a memory. You ever get a s smell and your mind go back over the fence? <laughs> oh, this is too much for y'all today. Y'all so holy. You walk around in a bubble and speak in tongues all day. Well, I don't. Every now and then in my sanctified mind an arrow gets over the fence and I smell a smell that takes me back to a certain place and a certain event. Or I, I walk in Walmart, or I don't, my wife does, walks in Walmart and hears a song. I don't hear music. And she's singing that song and she'll say, oh my God, I'm singing that devil song. You know that country and western stuff? singing this song and that song I'm just kidding y'all I think I don't know whatever I don't know what your temptation is <laughs> amen are you listening to me amen and it takes her back to the dance floor or it takes her back when she used to you know what I'm talking about huh yeah I'm talking about your pastor right here amen she could shake a leg you hear me <laughs> and the more wine you got in her the better she'd Woo! Somebody say, he's getting too far. Get back. 
Oh, come on, I'm just trying to be real, amen. Just, you are in this world, but you're not of this world. But every now and then, a memory or a smell or an event or something will happen, and all of a sudden, your emotions are turned upside down down and all of a sudden hey man the devil said I got you and then he starts to try to trap you. But can I help you right now? Amen. The, 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 that desire is not necessarily, uh, uh, or you got to understand freedom is not necessarily the absence of those desires as much as when the desires come, I can say not today. That's what freedom looks like. Because before I got saved and beer was thrown in my path, I didn't have the power of decision. But now I know I'm free. Oh my God. Now I know I'm free because when it's thrown in the equation, I have the power to say not today. High five your neighbor and tell them, thank God I'm free. Freedom. Freedom is not necessarily the absence of temper, but the ability to direct it. Oh, I must not be saved. I got my temper flared up. Oh, no, the devil is a liar. Amen. Are you listening to me? Freedom from a, a bad temper is not the absence of that temper. And the freedom, true freedom, is the ability to say, uh-uh, -uh, Colby Schultz, you're going to behave yourself today. You're not going to act out. You ain't going to beat nobody up today. Uh-huh. I know y'all can't say nothing. Huh? But you have them. You have them. And some of you live in them every day. Can I help somebody right now? You can't last living out there. Just grab your neighbor and pull them in. I'm sorry. I hate when preachers do me that. Grab your neighbor and pull them in. Pull them in. Tell them you can't live out there. You, you can't live out there because you can only struggle so long and he's going to wear you out. Is anybody here? Amen. That's why so many Christians don't have no peace and they don't have any joy because we're living so far from Christ that we're in constant temptation. I'm constantly having to not look at women. I'm can I tell you there is a place that you still look at women, but you look at them from a whole new perspective. You look at them with the heart of God. Then that is a daughter of God. Is anybody in this place? And it's all within the confines of the city. By the anointed priest where I could smell his anointing. That's what the anointing. It was a fragrant. I'm so close to him, I can smell his perfume. I, I, I can smell it. Listen, can I go just a little bit deeper in this? So freedom is not necessarily the absence of an old desire as much as now I have the power to control my desires. That's true freedom. It's not even true freedom just to remove it out of my life totally. That's not freedom. Freedom is when, Moses, you can go back to the kingdom you was once held captive in, beat on the door and said, I come to get some more people out. I used to be plagued by beer joints. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and when I was living in Botu, I went back to beer joints. But I didn't go back to drink. I went back to tell somebody else, the same God brought me out can bring you out. See? See, you don't, your problem is you don't understand freedom. 
You don't, you, you don't understand what freedom is. Uh, that's the reason a lot of people are attracted to religion because freedom is actually exercising responsibility. That's what freedom is. Freedom is exercising my responsibility. <laughs> and that's why some people are attracted to religion because religion tells you what you can do, you cannot do. It tells you how to dress. It tells you how to pray. It tells you when to pray and how long you've got to pray. And see, there's no responsibility on my part. I just follow the rules. Oh, God, I just follow the rules because I don't do good with freedom. So, so people are attracted to places that says your sleeves got to be this long, your hair's got to be this long, amen, because I'm, I'm not good at freedom, but I am good at bondage. So if you'll just tell me what to do, I'll do it. I may not like it, and it may make me mean and ugly and cruel, but I, oh my God, I'm preaching better than some of you shout. It reminds me, when we were in Texas, we had a drug rehab for uh, men. And men would come out of prison to us. And man, we had a string of raggedy trailers. Y'all remember that? <laughs> we would drag a trailer in there and sticking people in it. We was just, we was just working for Jesus. And, and I had a couple men in, in there that had been to prison seven times. I'm talking about they were mechanics out of this world. They were brilliant. I mean, paint and body guys. I mean, they could take an old rust bucket and turn it into something. Brilliant. I asked her, I said, how can y'all be so smart and so stupid? That's how I counsel. <laughs> You're stupid, dude. <laughs> stupid is, stupid does. <laughs> but I found out what it was. They didn't know how to be responsible over freedom. They done better when you told them when to eat. They done better when you told them when to go to bed. They done better when you told them when to get up. They done better when they had bars confining them, amen, that confined them to a certain behavior. So when they got free, they didn't know how to handle freedom and they felt more comfortable with bondage. Is anybody in this place? Amen. So they couldn't function on the outside and some even told me I committed the crime so I could get back into the safe place of bondage. Can I help somebody? Amen. Does this make sense? Sometimes it takes a whole lot more God to be responsible over freedom than it is to be in bondage. Because I have to be responsible now. Now I have to, well, it's time to go to bed now. I got to get up now. I got to go to work now. Y'all don't even know how to receive this this morning, do you? Yeah, you see, you didn't understand freedom. You thought freedom was God was going to put me in a bubble and I'd never have another unholy desire. I'm just a bomb. I'm just a zombie. Sometimes I'm preaching to you and the devil will shoot an arrow. Boy, it's quiet, Lord. I knew it was going to be bad today. We don't, we don't understand. Friend, let me finish this scripture up so we can have a baptism. He said, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and then he is trapped. Every man is tempted when? Can I tell you something right now? Write this down. Temptation comes from distant proximity. I don't know if I can put them two words together, but I couldn't come up with a better one. 
Temptation comes from distance. It comes from distance. That's why you ever feel like the devil's trying to distance you from the church? You ever feel like he's trying to distance you from your brother? You ever, you ever just get around somebody and feel distant? Huh? All these people in here come to church and just feel so far. It's because the devil's trying to pull you because he can't tempt you as long as you're close. He can't, he can't trap you as long as you're close. So it says every man's tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust. In other words, temptation comes from distant proximity. You, have, you ever been going to a church and you just love it? You just love it? I see this all the time as a pastor. My God, I have found home. Our newest people, listen to me. The Lord has sent me here. This place is awesome. What y'all laughing about? Only for a few months down the road saying, I don't know about that bald-headed preacher. Come on, I'm telling the truth. I don't know about all that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. See, all of a sudden, he's getting you too far. And now he's lying to you. You done forgot Children of Israel was under cruel bondage for 400 years. Got out in the wilderness. They were, they were, I can't even, I ain't got time to tell you how bad the conditions was. Only to get out into the wilderness said, we'd be better off back there. The devil is a shrewd operator. Be careful. Let him that standeth take heed lest you fall. Amen. And he'll start saying, and the same people you thought hung the moon. That's why I've, I've done been in this thing so long. When people walk out the door and said, man, you're the bomb. They said, oh, God, I never heard nobody preach just like you. You are a preacher. I just say, yeah, thank you. Huh? I know, I know not to go high. <laughs> oh, see, anybody listen. I, I, I know not to go high because three months from now, word's going to get back to me. That sorry preacher down there. <laughs> By God, I told you, this PG-13, it's going to get rated R. What this going to get? Restricted. Huh? Yeah, because you're a human. And there's an ugly you in there. And it's the only thing the devil can attach it to. But as long as you're around the anointed one, that ugly you's dead. So he said, I got to draw you out so I can resuscitate your old character again. I got to get you out further enough so I can... Start breathing into you what you used to be. And there's some people sitting in here right now, amen, thinking about leaving this church when two months ago, amen, you thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread, amen. But some circumstances happened that you didn't understand. So I said some things happened that caused some people to act in a way you don't even understand. All you see is what they did, I'm preaching, or did not do. So now you... I'm after the devil. I need somebody praying for me this morning. He's trying to pull you out. And he's trapping you in your own mind. Amen. If I was you right now, I'd run. I'd run. Not away from it, but run to the city. Run to the anointed one. Listen to me. Amen. Let me throw this out here. Peter, Peter, listen to me. Peter was standing in the garden right beside Jesus. And your Bible says, here come Judas. It was dark. It was late at night. And they seen hundreds of torches coming. Torches was coming. 
Jesus said, my time's at hand. He's standing there ready. Peter's standing beside him looking at Jesus, looking at the torches. And, and your Bible says, up come Judas with a multitude with spears and swords. There was a multitude of warriors standing there with spears and swords and Jesus and Peter standing side by side and Peter draws his sword and goes to swinging. There ain't, there ain't no way he can win this. Oh, somebody help me. There ain't no way he can win. But fear never come into the factor. Why? Because he was... The proximity of standing beside the Savior that the impossible situation... Oh, is anybody listening to me? He drew his sword and said, we're going to win this thing. Why? Because I'm not acting on my own courage. I smell the aroma of the anointed one. And there's something about it. He went to cutting off ears, taking names and kicking... Rated PG. Seven verses later. Seven, look it up. Matthew 26. Seven verses later, your Bible says, Peter followed Jesus from a distance. And it says, he was right outside the gate. And one little girl said, you're one of them. Uh-uh. Is anybody listening to me? Some things you're bowing to, you would have fought if you would have stayed close. Some things that you're letting fear come in. Amen. You would have drew your sword if you would have kept your position. But when you start following from afar and you start following from a distance, any little old thing turns your world upside down. No swords, no spears, one little girl. Because he followed from afar. I'm going to be so bold to say that majority of Christians don't even know what it means to live in freedom. Because they follow Jesus from a distance. And so I'm constantly being tormented. When there is a place where your first instinct is not to run, it's to fight. Your first instinct is, we can win this thing. It's only a thousand of them. We got 12. Well, 11, Judas, you betrayed us. <laughs> oh, my God, are y'all listening to me? Because you see, in here, the devil has no right to you. He loses all rights. Paul said, we're not debtors to the flesh no more. I don't owe Satan nothing. Oh, God, that felt good to say that. Somebody say that. Somebody say, devil, I don't owe you nothing. I don't, I'm not obligated to you anymore. I'm not obligated to drink anymore. I'm not obligated to be rude anymore. I'm not obligated to lose my temper anymore. My obligation is to Christ. That's, 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 that's my devotion. Amen. My God, I got to quit. So can I help you with this? Let me, let me finish. The last verse, I think, in that it says, but when lust has conceived, yeah, verse 15, when lust, that desire for the unprofitable, can I tell you the good thing about freedom is there are, there's a lot of things I can do that I won't do. 
Because I'm free. <laughs> Some of you need to go to a church where they tell you, you can't, you can't, you can't, because you do good with rules. But let me tell you what gives the heart joy is when I could do it, but I won't let my freedom be a stumbling block to you. So, so, so I just choose not to do it. Oh, that's the beauty of freedom. Ah. That's freedom. That's what freedom looks like. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it and go to heaven. But I know it's unprofitable. Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. He's talking about freedom. This is what relationship looks like. I could run around on my wife. Of course, I'm getting a little old for that. I don't run as fast as I used to. <laughs> you know, and she can make a rule. You can't run around on me. I think that's unrealistic, but no, I'm kidding. You cannot run around on me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And never run around on her. And my heart's running every day. That is not freedom. Are you listening to me? That's what religion looks like. Amen. Are you listening to me? No, I could run around on her, but guess what? I don't want to run around on her, and now I have the freedom to make the choice. That's what salvation does for me. Last scripture. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. So the lust wasn't the sin. The desire for the unprofitable was not the sin. It was the decoy. It was the pull. It was an enticement. But before it could, before it could kill me, there had to be consensual conception. Oh my God, y'all ain't hearing me. I was in the position to make a choice. So before sin could take root... And the, 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 the unholy desire could produce. I had to consent to the pull. And then I can see. The word actually means, conception means to add to or to help. So the devil will put the desire, but it can't affect me if I don't help it. Huh? huh? I got to partner with it. Are you girls listening to me? I got a partner with them old, them, does any of them old desires ever come back for you girls? Thank you, Ashley. That's not, that's not the sin. That's the trick of the devil. The sin is if you let it conceive. And you can't conceive without two seeds. That's just the seed of the enemy he's trying to throw into you. But that seed is no good by itself until I stand in agreement by Somebody is being liberated right here, right now. Oh, my God, this is helping me so much because I thought, uh, I thought nobody else had these thoughts. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Your thoughts just may be a little different. Huh? Can y'all just wave at me if I'm telling the truth? Uh, whoever didn't wave, you're a liar. You lie. You lie. If somebody by you didn't wave, shake them, tell them you lie. This is liberating. This is liberating, isn't it? He said, but when lust has conceived, oh my God, oh my God, I didn't get to the main point. The last scripture, here it is. 
I'm not through with that thought, but here it is. Do not err, my beloved brethren. The word err in the Greek is planeo. And it means to be seduced to roam from safety. This is your Bible. <laughs> Last scripture said, do not err. <clears throat> it don't mean you just roam to safety for no reason at all. There was a pull to get you to roam from virtue. You were seduced to, 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 to roam from truth. It means to go astray. He said, don't go astray, brother. Stay close. Don't planeo. Don't planeo. Don't, don't let the devil pull you out of that safe place. And uh, the word planeo comes from the word plane. And it means a straying away from orthodoxy or piety. It means to stray. Do not err. Do not stray from your piety. Piety in principle is reverence to God and love for his character. Piety in practice is the exercise of these affections in obedience to his will. Okay? So Paul says, do not stray from your piety. Don't let the devil make you stray from your love, your reverence, your honor of God, his character. Because the seducer will use circumstances to get you to question his character. Now, this ain't for everybody, but I'm going to help somebody in the battle running. The seducer will try to planeo you. He said, don't err. Don't, don't be seduced to get pulled outside and start questioning the character of God. And then he said, don't stray from your orthodoxy. I had to look that word up. Orthodoxy, ortho means, it's a prefix meaning straight, right, or true. Doxia means right opinion or belief system. It means soundness of faith. So in other words, when James says, do not err, he was saying, don't let the enemy cause you to wonder from the truth of God's word. Long-term sicknesses, the devil will use them to get you to stray from the truth. Are you following me? From your orthodoxy. Long-term problems uh, uh, get you to stray from the soundness of your faith. Oh my God, this part right here is important to me. It, it, he, he's trying to get you to stray from sound truth so you'll start believing a lie. The Bible says, let us run to the refuge and anchor our hope there. I need you to stand with me right now so I'll quit. I don't want to because this is a very important part. I don't want anybody moving right now, but I need to talk to somebody that you've been seduced to pull away from sound faith. A belief system where you know God is God. And when things comes up, I just need y'all to be in a prayerful spirit. And when things comes up in your life that blindsides you, the devil will start trying to use them to pull you outside your orthodoxy. What you know to be truth and right. What you know is the word of God. Why? Because you're looking at impossible circumstances. You're looking at impossible situations. James said, do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't you let the devil seduce you to move outside what you started believing. But you hang in there and believe. You hang in there and believe. We're going to let our baptismal candidates or whatever go get ready. And they're going to get in the tub. But I need a minister right here, right now. Just right there where you're standing. 
Last week, the Holy Spirit led us to reach for the lost. But my assignment today is to be to instruct the body. Somebody needs to leave here today knowing I am free. That's not who I am. I didn't know. I didn't understand that that was just the enemy drawing me away from the presence of God. And I thought that was my identity. When in reality, I turned it down as a reminder. That's who I used to be. But I'm not that man no more. Can I help the body of Christ for just a minute? If you're tired of going around the same mountain, if you're tired of fighting temptation, I have just given you the gospel. You got to come back in. You got to get close. See, you didn't know prayer was so important until you quit. You, you didn't know that little Bible devotional was so important till you quit. And then all of a sudden you're thinking like you used to thought. Your, 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 your old character is starting to be revived again. And you don't even know why. Stop today and think. When's the last time you were so close to him? You could smell his perfume. Oh, this is important right now. If you're not careful, you'll create a theology that it's always a battle. I, I, let me tell you from somebody, Steve, who's been to that place. I may get pulled out every now and then. But I've been to that place and I want to let you know it's not always a battle. Sometimes you're so strong you're ready to take anything on. But it's always about proximity. I didn't get time to preach it, but I wanted to preach Psalms 91. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of them. There's a safe place. There's a safe place. And some of you are having desires that you're struggling with because you know God brought you out of that. You just didn't know how to deal with it. Well, today I come to instruct you. You're not lost because them old desires show back up. Amen. You got to recognize them for what they are and run back to the anointed one. Run. Last week we was telling sinners to run. Today we're telling the saints to run. To get back in that place so you can rest and the priest will do the fighting. He's your shield. He's your refuge. <laughs> These altars is open this morning for just a few minutes. For you, number one, if you haven't made to the city of refuge, the, the gates of this city is open. You're, you're only safe in the presence of God. I was telling somebody that's dealing with some marital problems. I was talking to a relative and told them, ain't none of us safe out there. Ain't none of us safe out there. Me and my wife's got one of the best marriages on the planet, I guess. I guess. But you know what? My marriage wouldn't be safe if I went back out there. You're, you're not safe out there. You're just, devil can tell you anything. You, you think your little finite brain can fight against the devil? He's been deceiving people for 2,000 years. She ain't no match for him. 
You're, you're not safe out there. The only safe place is in the presence. It's in the presence. Right now, I'm going to do this again. I never do it hardly. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes all over this building. Nobody needs to be looking around. You just need to be thinking about your own desires. And I'm not calling anybody out and to the front, but I want to. I'm not going to preach like this as your pastor and not pray over you. But if you feel like, you know what, according to this message, I've drifted. To, I'm not backslid. I'm, I'm not back in sin. But obviously, I've drifted a little too far because it's a constant struggle. I want you to raise your hand right now. Nobody's looking. Nobody's looking. I see you. I see you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. This is a time for honesty. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant. Oh, my God. I knew it. I, I, I knew you were here. The Lord knew you were going to be here. And this is our word today. So now you have instruction. I'm going to pray over you and with you. But now you have instruction. I don't need to keep fighting this. I just need to run back closer to Jesus. I got to get back in my secret place. I just got to get back under the shadow. Now, now, for the rest of the body, let's pray together right there where you are over these individuals. Father, I want to thank you, Lord. You gave me the right word for the right hour. And honest people has raised their hand that's struggling. And it's not your will that we struggle. You want to be a shade. You want to be our, our uh, refuge, oh Lord. So I pray over these that raise their hand that starting today, they're, they're going to quit fighting that thing and start running back to the real thing, which is you. I pray today that your word be planted in their heart. Help me pray, church, that your word be planted deep and that we realize I'm drifting out too far. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Hey, you ain't got to come to an altar to come back. Right there where you are. I'm coming back to my safe place. Where the joy is my strength. And the joy helps me to overcome. And the joy makes me victorious. Father, right now, right now, enable these to begin to run to their city of refuge. To the anointed one. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody give the Lord a hand praise in this place. We're going to go into a baptism, but before we do, I need you to shake your neighbor one more time and tell them that was your word. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.